0: Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast. Industry just truly share their insight. It's about five questions in nine minutes The attackers never sleep. I'm excited to bring back a guest, a repeat offender. Dan is the director of IOT over at Defender. No big deal there. He's chilling it with what he's doing today. Uh, Dan, I'm super excited to have you back. You were episode number 135 in October of 2021. What have you been up to since the last time you were on the podcast? Riggs, great to
1: be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a minute. It, it felt like it was yesterday. So all all the good times, but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I've been just you know like every professional in the field just basically doing nothing because we wiped two years off uh, of the map that we don't remember anything about. But no, in all seriousness, we've been uh, we've been at, at it since. And and for those of you who tuned in a uh, uh, hundred years ago to our other. Uh, <laughs> other podcast uh you would know our efforts into um in, into IT research that we've been doing at Bitdefender for a while so we keep doing uh that so um that part of the uh part of the uh part of the uh, my role uh with the IOT group is to oversee the um, um vulnerability research program that we do on consumer It product and we've been putting out literally churning a bunch of reports on vulnerabilities on major products uh and vendors and ultimately you know of course that's that's you know, it's, it looks good on 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 paper for the team, of course, and we, you know, for the journals. But at the same time, we've been actually helping the industry improve significantly. We've been, um, uh, we, you know, draw a line at the end. It's been great because a lot of vendors have really improved their processes uh, since we've been doing that. Which is actually the goal. I mean, it's all academic and educational, and and we're trying to help the industry. So in the end, what happens is we're we're actually feeding back into helping the vendors make their, um. Posture of ask better, which is great. That's exactly what we want. And then obviously this uh, other news, I hope we have time we could
0: go through it, but uh yeah, thanks for having me back. No, this is wonderful, Dan. And and you know, I think people forget how important IoT has become in the cybersecurity landscape. And and so my next question focuses on that. How has IoT security and and just you know evolution evolved over the past few years?
1: Right. Um a loaded question. Um I think I want to uh, the best way to you know kind of illustrate what has changed uh, over the past few years is um you know have the uh, latest um UL's uh separate trademark program from the um, from the uh, US administration which um, is going to have um, certain vendors who pass um, good practices in terms of IT security. Label their products, so they're going to draw in vendors. Uh, they're going to draw in retailers. who are going to put these these labels up, and basically, what what that shows is it's gotten to the level where the government is already supporting and uh, you know acknowledging there's an issue that we need to uh, to solve. We're finally, I think, to the point where actually IoT security and actually IoT in itself is no longer uh, the wild wild west that it used to be, where everybody can do whatever they want. It's finally in the attention of um, you know regulators. Which of course regulation could be good or bad, but at the same time, I think this is a good initiative. So, kind of to illustrate what's going on in the last few years, the fact that we have initiatives like this kind of shows us the uh, the attention that we're getting from uh, from the uh, other you know other players than just vendors themselves in the industry. So, I feel like having the support of initiatives like that and having more um, vendors do more research to improve their posture and so on. I feel like we're slowly getting into a to a point where uh, IoT and security kind of start
0: um sounding promising instead of sounding scary okay <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense and 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 this is why I'm glad you're on because you're going to give me a great answer for this next question what emerging emerging trends technologies or approaches are you excited about in this space right i feel like um it's it, i'm going to
1: just um being back to the the uh, the the other question as well, I feel like initiatives like this actually it's not necessarily new technologies because I I, I can't say that we've seen anything that was break um, you know groundbreaking in terms of technologies, but we've seen consolidation. We've seen um, platforms being um, um, you know those better platforms and the better better implementations tend to be chosen more for uh, you know a, a plethora of products, which makes sense. And it's actually what you want to see. And at the same time, I feel like initiatives, um, not necessarily acknowledges is what gets me excited because it's oversight and attention to the problem and more efforts and more bug bounties and all these other programs actually is what I'm seeing that improve on the on the space. And I don't know that it's exciting for everybody or that's something that, you know, makes everybody tick. Um, but at the same time, what we want to see in the end is... is um, and I, we've spoke about this before in the past as well like I want to see billions of devices happily doing what they're supposed to do in the in the network uh instead of uh becoming uh uh attack vectors and national
0: security threats basically All right love it that's that's so, great pivoting on that then could you share a real world story about iot security and the lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it right so um cover questions this time around <laughs> yeah i know absolutely yeah and i love it
1: you know if they were easy and if i like my answers roll off the tongue? when we scripted this i'd be like yeah here's the answer but we didn't do any of it so this is great it's actually putting me on the and yeah. i love it um yeah so i think um i'm looking back at the research we've done over the past few years and um for example one of the uh one of the this will be a general not a particular case but um I think it, it speaks volumes and I think we publish in research about this as well. So the issue is that, let's say we'll have a sample of like 20 vendors that we've looked at their devices for potential vulnerabilities and so on. And we, which we found issues with vulnerabilities. So the biggest issue that we have is contacting these vendors. So you think, you think the problem is fixing or, you know, improving posture or whatever. No, 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 not at all. The issue is reaching the person in charge at the particular vendor with a particular vendor that can actually fix the uh, vulnerability and, and patch the the bugs in production. So, you know, obviously the customers are not, um, uh, it, it, not on the threat anymore. So kind of a, a, a real case example of it is, let me just say that only about 30% of the vendors, and I'm kind of quoting on the top of my head, I got to look at the numbers, but I can, I can give you the... Uh, the exact percentages only about 30% of the vendors actually replied within the posted 90-day timeline that we usually give vendors to respond, and over 30% of the vendors took a year or more or never replied to our uh, outreach, okay? <clears throat> so... Uh, and 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 to put that into perspective, don't imagine like we're you know, the the ideal route. And we can yap about this as uh, as well. The ideal route, the best case scenario is vendor X. They have a page or vendor Y, because we have a vendor X, vendor XYZ, whatever. We they have a, a security slash privacy page where you can go. There's a PGP key there. There's a, a a you know somebody at the end of the line who's always you know looking forward to you know getting outreach, contacts, so on and so forth. And you would send an email with the issue, they'll reply within whatever, a couple of days, and you start working on patching the thing and then going towards the coordinated disclosure. That doesn't always happen. In fact, it happens very rarely. rarely. We have very few uh, vendors that have a setup like that. But even worse, we we try to reach people over Twitter, LinkedIn, so like other social media, email support, like we're 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 you know we're really getting on top of these guys, trying to reach that one person that can help. And even then, even then, we have over thirty percent of the vendors in that's in that particular case where they are not reachable. Okay, so put it that into more perspective. You have let's say a vendor that has these security cameras, uh, and based off of you know uh, market research, let's say they have thirty million active devices in the U.S. And they have a a, a a zero day issue that could take over all of those devices and turn them into whatever you whatever have you. So what do you do? You know, how do you handle that, right? So um it's 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 examples like this that actually are are keeping me awake at night or uh, make me uh, want to go back to work uh, more fervently every other day because it's it's you know, finding issues with 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 products is easy. Um, patching them sometimes is easier. Getting a hold of people who are in charge of that is the hardest uh, yet that I've seen uh, issue by far.
0: Love it, Dan. Final and fun question for you, if you're ready. We used to ask you your favorite retro technology, but now, what's your favorite current piece of technology that makes you smile? Oh man, that see oddballs
1: all over. <laughs> Dan, I love it. Uh, I've been actually, uh, I've been actually, um, doubling down on my favorite, uh, retro tech stuff. Um, uh, just gonna buy myself some time here. And I said, like, I kept, I kept getting some of the, the, some of the tools that I never had, some of the PDAs that I never had and all the other chockies that I never had in the past. I, I, you know, scowl the eBay and then I'm just going to wait for them to eventually die because they're, you know, they're never going to find batteries for them and so on. So, um, yeah, to be fair, I think my, my favorite piece of technology today is my, um, my iPad mini, it's the most versatile, um, um, powerful tool than, um, I mean, I think only the iPhone, like my phone kind of uh, takes over in terms of technology. But honestly, like, I've, uh, I, and why I'm saying this and why I, uh, this is more relevant than than boring is that I have the iPad Pro that I absolutely loved, And it was the uh, bigger, uh, chunkier thing. But then that broke after two years, which shouldn't really happen. Usually these things last for five or six years. Then I ended up buying this little thing, and it's been with me everywhere. And it's the most powerful, uh, versatile, and, and and cool piece of technology that I've been using. And I know it's a no, not a spoiler of any kind. It's, it's I'm not breaking <laughs> any ground. Um, but I'm actually, and there's a couple of upcoming technology that I'm looking for to see if they're going to live up to the hype. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of a throw in there. I'm not pitching them. I don't know them personally, but there's a company called Humane. Uh, and they're they, they they're gonna be releasing some sort of um AI based personal assistant hardware gimmick thingy by the end of the year. So I'm kind of excited about to see what they're gonna come up with. That. I just like threw it out there.
0: That's awesome. Dean, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Thanks for having me, Rick. This is fantastic. I love I love being back. Thank you. You made it to the end. Thanks for that. If you like what we're doing, we'd love to have you support us at the Cyber Pro Podcast. Come follow us. It helps us out and allows us to keep bringing you great guests while growing and sharing all sorts of insights with our community. You'll find the link in the description below. Short Arm Solutions, Cyber Pro Podcast.